Guys, welcome to Better Bachelor. This is Joker with a face for radio and a voice for print. Um, tonight, I've got a few fun stories, as as I've mentioned in the last couple of videos. It's very hard to come up with new interesting stories because the world is pretty focused on what is at hand, which would be the uh, the bug. And so I'll do some stories about that, but then we'll move on to the main story, which is about a woman who, instead of you know, it, it, instead of asking her uh, significant other how he feels about something, she decides to make a very big assumption, which could really lead the wrong way in a relationship. But even even if not, it still shows how someone thinks, uh, despite just getting married. But we'll get there. I don't want to run down that that path too quickly. So first, uh, we'll start off with. Current events. And we have here Colorado Police Department sees uptick in police impersonators pulling over drivers during the bug shutdown. Uh, three incidents that happened around Colorado. I won't read through them all, but uh, this is one of those events where we need to remind ourselves that bad people may take advantage of this type of situation. And so you have to be mindful that kind of scam guys and and bad actors and, and the criminal element is not going to stop just because everybody else does. So be mindful that, and again, this is a case where three or four people were pulled over, black vehicle, flashing lights, which is here also off, often in the United States and undercover. So you wouldn't think of it twice, except apparently these people, uh, when the local law enforcement was contacted, the the police had no record of, of anyone having a stop, which here in the United States, they usually call it in every time they stop and uh, pull over a vehicle. So that way, if something happens, dispatch knows what's going on with the officers. So just remember, keep in the front of your head, be vigilant and be aware of what's going on. Don't lapse into a complacency because you never know what people are going to do. Next story. Uh, so if you're the man... If you're the man, uh, even at 67, you can do some uh, pretty cool things. So I don't know if this is so much that it's because he's the king of Thailand or the fact that he's probably exceptionally, exceptionally rich. But if you're going to have to be isolated, what better way is it to be done than with a harem of 20 ladies? The king of Thailand isolates from the bug with a harem of 20 ladies. Uh, it says here, that's what King uh, Thailand's king, Maha Vajiralongkorn, Vajiralongkorn, also known as Rama X, has reportedly done. He's booked the entire Grand Hotel Sonny Bishil with special permission to break the lockdown on the Alpine resort town of uh, Garmisch Partenkirchen in Germany. If I butchered that, I'm sorry. The 67-year-old king's entourage included a harem of 20 concubines and numerous servants reported German tabloid build. It's unclear if his four wives are living in the hotel with the rest of the group. So apparently, four wives are for the kids. Okay, we've done our, our job. You're now moms. I'm going to have a little fun off to the side. Now, even at 67, if the man's still rising to the occasion once a day, that's still 20 days of... of uh, you know, different uh, different choices to have. Um, sounds a little ambitious. I don't know as I could probably do more than two, three. Uh, well, I don't know, maybe I could. I want a different day, I suppose. But does that mean he has to talk with them and buy them all dinner and listen to their complaints? 
Probably not, because he's the king, and, as we all know, it's good to be the king. Moving on, uh, this was a, a fun post that I saw online. It's uh, from uh, Podir Eden. It's, uh, the day my husband asked me to pay halves on rent is the day I pack my bags. And somebody replied to her, and go where? You can't even afford half rent, mate. I thought that was great. But but what I find interesting is when she, when you say, the day my husband asked me to pay half the rent. So does that mean that you're not pooling money, which is smart if you're a guy, not pooling money together. But does that mean that all the utilities and the rent and the mortgage and everything is coming out of his money? And if that's the case, why? Um, really, it sounds like he's he's getting all the bad of having to pay for everything and you're just getting the free ticket with the golden parachute. So it doesn't sound like he's got such a great deal, especially when she's complaining that she wouldn't even put up half the money for the bills. Uh, Mrs. This is a, a kind of a heartwarming story. Mississippi police officers help senior citizens grocery shop. Uh, the Oxford Mississippi Police Department is helping its senior citizens in any way they can, even if if even if it is with a little bit of help with grocery shopping during the bug. Officers have been on location at grocery stores throughout Oxford, participating in a program to assist residents 55 and older with their groceries. The officers armed with gloves and masks have been helping the elderly bring groceries to their cars, handing out supplies to make seniors feel safe while shopping. The police officers have been deployed right outside stores that have implemented senior hours, so those who are above a certain age or have uh, immunocompromised systems have a chance to get their groceries before the general public. At a local Kroger, one police officer has been assisting with loading groceries while another handed out gloves to shoppers. An officer involved with the assistance on Monday estimates estimates that he had handed out about 200 to 250 gloves in the hour he spent outside. I think that is awesome um, because, again, we know the majority of police forces, again, 90, 95% male, and you can complain about that all you want, but this is how guys are stepping up to help the community, and this is how they're especially helping those that may be at greater risk during something like this. And I always love to hear stories like this where it's not only, I mean, it's it's police doing good for their community, but it's also um men doing the prim, primarily men doing good for the community now it could be a female police office uh, officer commissioner that told these guys to go out and do it but the point is they didn't complain they're not you know they're going out of their way to help the community doesn't matter you know i don't know who kind of directed them to do this or if they're doing it of their own volition i have to assume they're doing it of their own volition off duty because it doesn't say that they were dispatched there to do this um, and of course, when they're on duty, they're going to have to go about their normal duties. They can't all go to grocery stores and help the older of uh, people uh, shop. So I, ha- I, I really want to say I'm assuming, but I'm really kind of guessing that these guys are probably doing it in their own personal time. And, and I think that's awesome. I think that's a great story. Um, so we hear about uh, areas running short of masks. And interestingly, a lot of the masks that have been sold, not donated, sold to the UK, to France, to uh, Germany, to some of these other comp- countries from China um, are failing and not working very well. Here I have an interesting video of people um, in the CCP, because I think the, I can't say the other uh, Asian word, but people in the CCP, and so if you hear a blank out before, it means I had to remove it. 
um, people here in the CCP, uh, this is what they're doing to the masks before some of them send them out. And yeah, he's taking piles of the manufactured masks and rubbing them on his shoes, having a good laugh. So um, yeah, it doesn't sound like this is going to bode very well for the CCP. Armed Marine residents try to forcibly uh, keep out-of-towners out by blocking the road with a tree. So people are kind of really worried about what's going on, and it's it's kind of getting to a heightened situation. So in a small main town, uh, apparently there are no cases of the bug, and they want to keep it that way. So now citizens that are with weapons, armed, are going out and chopping down trees and trying to drag them across roads to keep outsiders out. I don't think that's great thinking, though, because it also means that delivery trucks, grocery trucks, um, all the mandatory supplies that you kind of probably want to have coming into the town, uh, you need those coming in. So if uh, if that's your line of thinking, not such a good idea. But it, it does go to show you how much people are actually worried about what's going on and how they are trying to isolate. Uh, economists predict potential end of the euro due to the bug. Um, I mentioned in my very last video that it, Italy was very upset with the situation. Um, two economics experts have uh, predicted CCP uh, bug could lead to the end of the euro currency and potential end of the European uh, Union itself. That's with a Belgian econ economist, Professor Paul de uh, Graue, said it, and another American said it. Uh, but I'm not going to drill down into the story. But the whole point is that, again, more people are seeing the foundations. The reason, and I'm not cheering for it, nor am I against it. I don't, I really, I mean, the one thing I liked about the European Union is I flew to Iceland. And from Iceland, I flew to Norway when I was backpacking. And I went from Norway all around. And I didn't show my passport again until I went to Ireland. And then leaving Ireland into um, the the England did I have to show it again? And then I didn't show it again for many, many, many more countries. So uh, the, the European Union is great for travel. But again, this is something that it's kind of like if, I don't know how many countries are in the, the EU, um, but it's kind of like states wanting to break off uh, away from the United States. Not as big a deal, because obviously we, we had uh, a very large conflict uh, to keep that at bay um, back when the North and the South went to war over it. But it's it's still kind of a big deal that this may be coming apart, and it'll it'll be really interesting to see how globalism turns back into nationalism, as countries are very quickly looking out for themselves first. A Houston mayor pleads with uh, criminals to chill until the bug is over. Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner on Sunday urged would-be criminals to please remain home in their homes and chill until the uh, the problem subsides in the Texas city. The best way to help police officers is to not commit a crime, Turner's told reporters during a press conference on his city's latest effort to combat the bug. Until the bug is resolved, criminals take a break. And just like that, just like that, all the criminals stopped being criminals. The end. What do these wackos think is going to happen when people are willing to break the law at any point in time, okay, to, to better themselves at the expense of others? What do you think they're going to do now? A, see if they can get away with more because the police aren't always responding like they should. Or B, 
just chill out. I'm going to go with A. So why a uh, this mayor thought this would be a good idea to give cops a break? Not thinking it through. Uh, Lenovo in Buffalo, New York, which is where um, I lived for quite a few years. Lenovo delivered for ECMC today, donating enough of their world-famous pizza to feed every single ECMC caregiver working every shift today. Thank you, Lenovo. And again, so I think this is another nice thing to see small businesses. Um, even though they're being impacted like this, they're still reaching out and still helping their community. And I love seeing stuff like this during these times. I love these kind of stories. Um, I have. I don't think Lenovo is world famous only because people in Italy, uh, perhaps say in Napoli or someplace that is very well known for their pizza, I'm pretty sure they haven't heard of Lenovo. Uh, so if you guys watch these Star Wars movies, I think it was episode three where it was uh, Padme talking to whatever his name was sitting next to her when they were at the Senate and Palpatine was getting voted in as the chancellor, supreme chancellor, where he could run the basically the government unopposed. And she and everybody was cheering in. She says, and so I think the line was, so this is how dem- democracy di- uh, dies with with cheers or thunderous applause or something like that. Well, Hungarian parliament passes bill that gives PM Orban unlimited power and proclaims that it's a state of emergency without a time limit, meaning that they they don't go back to to vote. They don't have any time limit to discuss this ending. And they should have put a fuse in there of, of a year, six months, we'll revisit this. It'll end in six months, and then we can come back and revisit it, whatever. But nope, because people are afraid, they are letting their freedoms go. And this is kind of a message to you guys out there, don't let this happen. Or if it does, be ready to literally maybe have to fight to take your own government back. It may happen. Because I've been to, I was in Budapest, so I went to... Poland and after Warsaw and Krakow, I went down through Slovakia to Budapest and I was on the Danube and it was beautiful and a great city, lots of interesting pubs. They had some uh, really great, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking, hostels and I had a great time there and I really enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, I got one of my tattoos on my leg there from a really, really uh, good shop. And it's very, you know, it's very first world. A lot of times people hear of Hungary or it's a country you're not familiar with, but it's very like first world. And here they go, and they just basically, uh, again, they ruled this by decree. So it was a 137 yes, 53 to no, that they basically just voted themselves out of existence. It's a rule by decree. Parliament is suspended. No elections. Spreading fake news and rumors up to five years in prison for a rumor. Leaving quarantine up to eight years in prison. This is like, uh, what's the, like dystopian this is like dystopian that, that people have literally voted themselves out of power. You know, that's the difference between socialism and communism. Communism, uh, not completely, don't quote me on this, but this is the way I look at it, is communism seems more of a regime has taken over and you have no say. They just, they take over and they rule by an iron fist. Socialism is, they do it the exact same way, but instead of taking over, you voted them in. But either way, this is basically Hungary... Mark my words, Hungary's got some problems coming. And if they try to do anything like this, where the rest of you live in a free country, do not let them. And if they do, have in the back of your mind that you may at some point need to fight to get your own stuff back. Stuff being country. 
a, a good picture here, uh, or a good story here. Pictures, medical detection dogs are training to sniff out the bug. Now, I know they can uh, sense uh, different uh, illnesses. They can, of course, for, for all the different paraphernalia that you shouldn't have on an airplane. Well, they say that these dogs are now six to eight weeks out. Um, it says if the trials are successful, the dogs could be trained in six weeks to sniff out the bug in those with symptoms with an accuracy rated above the WHO standards, which I don't know what those are. Uh, but it looks like a Durham University, London School of Hygiene, and Tropical Medicine. Um, yeah, expand the dog's sets uh, beyond malaria, low blood sugar, Parkinson's disease. So they're getting dogs on top of this. So I think that's really cool because they'll be able to actually, like you, I don't know if a dog sniffs on your skin or with an exhale or something like that, but if they can sense that you've got it, then they can send you off for testing. It's not a waste of a kid at that point. Um, but if they don't sense anything, then no need for a test apparently. So I think that's kind of cool. And it may be really great when people are checking in from, uh, if we do open up uh, flights across the world again, where that you can get off a plane and a dog can walk down the line, sniff and stuff. I think that's cool. And a uh, woman who, the, the story, if you watched yesterday, the woman who coughed on 35 grand worth of groceries has been arrested and charged with making a, uh, uh, a bad threat. I can't say the word before that, but a bad threat um, that has to do with, you know, people that are against your government, so to speak. And uh, yeah, so uh, the other gentleman that was charged with this got three to five years. I don't know how long she will be, but um, congratulations, you played yourself. And again, I think this may be, um, I don't know if this is a way to make it very strong in the beginning and they ease off, or if this is just how it's going to be, that they're taking this so very seriously that you're going to you're going to get the book thrown at you. And so this is uh let me read our main story and then I have a little film clip I'm going to pay, play at the end of this that is just so ridiculous and so funny um and it's about the current situation with President Trunk. Yes, I said Trunk with a K. You will understand why after the story. So uh the story is uh she's a woman says uh I it's an advice column I guess. She says I think my husband wants me to cheat on him. And uh, they write, my relationship with my husband has always been very honest. Now, remember that phrase right there. My relationship with my husband has always been very honest. Very important. We tell each other everything, life goals, joys, and fears. I was single and he was in the midst of a divorce when we met. We got to know each other and we clicked and married after about a year of dating. After a couple of years, finally more of our previous love life came up. I told him I had previous relationships and they were all passing fancies. It was actually about 12. I just thought three would make him feel better. That was me rewinding to the beginning again. My relationship with my husband has always been very honest. Fast forwarding. Uh, I told him we had three, but it was actually 12 relationships that were passing fancies. Um, So... She put these like six sentences apart and doesn't even realize her own irony and that she just said, you've always been very honest and then you told us that you told him a lie. Um, You had 12 previous passing fancies, but you told him, or you had 12, but you told him that it were three. We're off to a great start in the honesty department. He was shy at first, but told me he had five previous girlfriends and of course, his ex-wife. He told me everything. 
His honesty just poured out. He said that all his previous girlfriends and his first wife cheated relatively openly. I was shocked. He seemed to need to tell me more, so I asked him to be specific. So uh, I, what's relatively openly mean? So, But let's just assume, for the sake of the way that she's writing it here, that it means that he knows they were cheating on him, but decided to stay. Now, that either makes him incredibly weak, incredibly naive, or both. It says here, he told me every detail of his cheating girlfriends and ex-wife, a very large breasted redhead, very hot, large breasted redhead, who I knew before I married him. I saw her with other men in bars and at private house party with, as they say, a tall, dark, and handsome man who was a bass player in a very popular local jazz band. I was really amazed, I was really amazed and really curious. So I asked more about them and how they were accomplished, how they accomplished their escapades. He went into every specific detail, including the fact that he secretly watched a few times when he caught them at home. I even asked him to tell me how he felt about it. I really did not need to ask. It was obvious, considering how it turned on, how turned on he got relating it all. Okay, so here's where everything starts going south, okay? Um, How do you know? uh, Now, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to show you the difference between me normal and me very horny. Are you ready? Okay, that's me very normal. Okay, that's me kind of horny. Like, you understand what I'm saying, right? That that this is not, I mean, you're making an assumption on how he feels. Now, what you could have done is say, hey, uh, why did you watch them? Is it something that you were interested in watching? Or were you just so seething angry that you were kind of in shock and it wasn't soaking in until it kind of snapped home for you? Were you wait like what were you waiting for? But see how speaking language and English and stuff will a lot of times give you the answers you're looking for. Communication kind of key here. She says, I was really amazed and really curious. So I asked more about them and how they accomplished their escapades. Okay, sorry, I read that part. Um, is this normal? I've read about cucks. Is it possible he doesn't realize he is one? Funny thing is that this story really got to me too. Does he want me to be like them and cheat too? Okay, here's how you find out about that. Um, dear or honey or husband or whatever you call him, Fred. Hey, um, so when you were watching them, did you like what you were seeing? There's your answer. Ta-da. Or um, if this is something you liked, like is that a is that something that gets you going? Like, do you envision me doing something like that? And if he's, oh, heavens, no, never. Okay, there's your answer. If he says, you know, I've been thinking about it. Okay, there's your answer. It's called asking questions. It's called being communicative. But no, let's instead write to strangers asking for advice instead of maybe, you know, talking to your own husband. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, What was the first sentence of this entire story? My relationship with my husband has always been very honest. Really? Okay. So she says, uh, um, does he want me to be like them and cheat too? The thing is, I would never leave him. I now believe it would be great if he willingly gave me permission or even better, willingly asked me to explore and approve of my complete independence, bedroom independence. So what, what is she saying here? 
happily married, would never leave him, only been together a very short period of time, and already she says, I think it would be great if he gave me permission to be with other people. Wow, you sound really happy and in love and caring about this guy. Could it maybe be the previous 12 very casual relationships you had beforehand and now you're having trouble really falling in love for him? But you'd never leave him. But it'd be even better if he willingly asked me to explore and approve of my complete independence. Really what she's saying is it'd be even better if he told me to go out and hoe out. Even better, I got that permission. But what happens now that this is in her head and uh, he doesn't? What if he says, no, that really does not interest me at all. You misread this whole entire thing. And no, I mean, that's why I broke up with him because every single woman he's been with has cheated on him. So what are you going to do? A, oh, I totally misunderstood that and I guess he's not giving me permission to go out and even though I, I think it would be amazing if he let me go out and be with other people other than him, he said no, so I can't do it. Nope, we know that's not going to happen. As soon as the question comes up, hey, what if we open this up? Hey, what if we start getting other partners? It's over every time. That means you are, she is not attracted to you. Or if she is, it's not enough to keep her from being attracted to other people and wanting to go explore and be with them. He's already done. So now he's got every girlfriend he's ever dated cheating on him. His ex-wife cheated on him. And guess what? Wife number two is soon to be an ex-wife as well. This whole problem, she didn't have to write into this paper. She could have just asked him how he felt. But even that aside, the point is it's over. Because she already would like permission. And if she doesn't get permission, she's going to go out and do it anyway. You're just not going to know about it. I've never heard of one instance where a woman said, this is what I wanted, but he said no. So I didn't. No, it's always been eh, my body, my choice. And uh, you can't hold me back from exploring and being who I want to be. So there we go. All right, for our last little video here for fun. Um, th this is, we, we, I talked just yesterday about, um, I talked just yesterday about, uh, I think it was yesterday about women that are now having to stay home and be moms and they're not liking it because it's taking away their freedom and they're not ready for this and so on and so forth. So here we have, um, I'll just record it so we can watch it together here, but here is, uh, a message from this lady who has um, several tattoos on her neck, her arms, her hands, uh, seems to maybe not be able to put down um, the, the doesn't look like a heavy exerciser, I'll say, and likes to partake of uh, a little bit of the herb. She has a, a message for President Trunk. Let's listen, shall we? Trunk, you need to tell the motherfucking weed mans that they need to give us a motherfucking discount. You need to put the money in the weed man's pocket <coughs> so we can stay straight. So we can stay straight <coughs> because guess what? I ain't got no more money. Trunk. I ain't set up for this trunk. I'm used to my kids being in school trunk. 
Y'all need to share this and tell President Trump he need to get this together. Contain this because we about to flip a wig around here. Now, if you notice, yes, I edited it to take out her language, but President Trump, she doesn't have enough money for the man to supply her herbs. So, you know, she's not ready to be a mom right now. The kids are normally in school. They're normally off at the park. And she doesn't have money for her herbs. So, uh, President Trump, please, whatever you do, let's make sure to, you know, get get that money out there so that mothers like this can can continue to take care of their kids and and make sure to support their family and make sure that everything goes well. Guys, I'll leave it there. This is Better Bachelor. I'm Joker. And remember, President Trunk has just got to get it right. Mm-hmm.